Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. In this episode, we look at the events scheduled by the Spiritual Life Office in observance of Lent. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome Station McDermott, Director of Spiritual Life, and Hannah Eby, Coordinator of Peace, Justice, and Service. Stacia, Hannah, welcome to the Dewhawk Digest. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Great to be here. Yeah, well, Lent is underway. Lent has officially started. It's officially started. And each year, the Spiritual Life Office coordinates some events and kind of helps people in their observance of Lent. Right. And it kind of starts with a theme. So this year, what is your theme? Our theme is anchoring in Lent. And I'm going to pass it over to Hannah because Hannah is actually the genius behind this theme, which has been our theme for the whole academic year, um, Anchored. And we just extended that into Anchoring in Lent. Yeah, we chose the theme of Anchored because kind of in, in COVID times, things are so uncertain and unsure. And there's just a lot of people feel a lot of like chaos. Um, and so the symbol of an anchor is... Um, kind of along the lines of, of rootedness or groundedness um, in things like love and community and compassion. Um, it's also a traditional Christian symbol, meaning hope. And so just going through the year with this idea of being grounded in hope and grounded in community. So what's been the response then? To, I mean, being, being full year and obviously with COVID, everything's kind of different. Nobody knows what to expect. They come to campus and then there's this, uh, the anchored theme. What's been the, especially the students, what's been the response to that, that theme? Yeah, I think students have enjoyed it. I think we have come to realize that doing a yearly theme is very helpful in terms of programmatic offerings <laughs> and also setting the tone for prayer and all of the things that we do. And I think students have appreciated that theme they've connected to it. We've had masks made with an anchor that our student interns wear, uh, as well as t-shirts. And I think it's definitely a theme that a lot of people can relate to right now as we feel pretty uncontrolled um, out of control and disconnected and untethered. So this idea of anchoring, like Hannah said, in community, in love and compassion, and really in this idea that we are loved by God. Sure. So in a world of uncertainty, there's just that, that certainty you can kind of anchor yourself to and kind of move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Good. So with that theme, then how do you go about putting all the, the events and you're your planning for Lent together, is it all kind of driven by that theme or is it like, okay, let's kind of marry the two together here and there? Well, with Lent, you know, there's the three traditional practices of increasing opportunities for prayer, almsgiving or service to others, and uh, fasting. So those are kind of our three signposts every year when we're planning for events during Lent. And uh, the anchor theme just factors into all of those pieces. So one key thing that we usually try and do every year is some sort of Lenten mission or a Lenten reflection series where we bring in a speaker. This year, we, of course, couldn't bring in a speaker, so we are the speakers. <laughs> 
So we're going to have one night that talks about healthy relationships with yourself, healthy relationship with others, friends, and then healthy uh, romantic relationships. So we'll have three nights of an hour, hour long offering in Christ the King Chapel, Mm -hmm. focusing on those. So that's, that's one piece kind of growing in prayer that is happening. That's next Wednesday through Friday. Correct. Yep. 24th through the 26th from Mm -hmm. seven to eight. And that will be other members of the the spiritual life office kind of hosting each of those three events, correct? Yep. 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 Uh, Father Vu and I will be doing the first night and then um, Dr. Michael Bagby and Mary Kate Boyle second night and then Debbie Gross and Stacia will take the third. The married the married couples will be talking about <laughs> romantic relationships. It's going to be thrilling. Don't miss it, folks. <laughs> so, what else do you have planned? Obviously, you have the the the, the series. Is there anything else that kind of really um, stands out for something to to help people observe Lent? Yeah, well, Station Station mentioned almsgiving, um, and this year the Trek Trip coordinators, along with the Spiritual Life Office, arranged to. Um, donate to um, a couple of organizations locally that help address food insecurity in Dubuque, specifically during COVID. So um, Convivium Urban Farmstead, they've been doing a weekly um, casserole program um, to families struggling to provide food for their for each other um, <laughs> during the pandemic. And uh, so we're going to contribute to that. Um, and then the other organization will be donating to is uh, the Dubuque Rescue Mission. They have a lot of extra expenses during COVID, um, providing to-go meals uh, and decreased income because of the thrift sales are are down. So um, yeah, so you'll see a couple of donation, big donation jars around campus, one's in Christ the King Chapel and one's by the info desk. And all donations are going to go to those two organizations this year. Okay. So there's one other event, and actually, so we're recording this on actually on Ash Wednesday, and by the time actually people hear it, it's going to be a little after this. It's going to be the, the following Saturday. So tomorrow, which would be the, the 18th or this past Thursday, for those listening, well, you know, when we actually release it, there's another, there's a, a, a fast-a-thon. Yep. Mm-hmm. So can you, yeah, can you sure. tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, that's something that we've actually been doing for a number of years now. It's put on by our Better Together student organization, which is an interfaith organization trying to bring people together to build relationships and knowledge, uh, regardless of worldview or religious identity, to come together for the common good. So a fastathon is inviting people to participate in a 24-hour fast. And then coming together, usually in person, not this year, to break the fast together over a meal. And then we hear from speakers from various faith traditions share about how fasting looks in their faith tradition, why they fast, you know, what is the process, what does it look like. So we'll be doing that, um, a virtual breaking of the fast tomorrow, where we're going to have some speakers sharing about that. And while we have the fastathon, we invite participants to take that money that maybe they would have had um, for meals and donate that to, for example, our local drive this year, which is focusing on food insecurity in Dubuque. Okay. Well, and that's not the only 24-hour event you're doing. So there's another 24-hour event at the end of March. You got Robert just knows wow. the schedule. 
You did your research. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while it happens. <laughs> yeah, we're having another highlight that we've done during Lent is 24-hour adoration. So that is when the Blessed Sacrament is exposed in a vessel called a monstrance. So people might have seen that before. It almost looks like a sunburst, a big gold sunburst. And people can sit in quiet adoration, quiet prayer, for half hour or one hour time slots during a 24 hour period. We usually have people sign up for it, but people are certainly um, open to just show up. And that will be right before going into Holy Week. So it'll be a great way for students and community members to kick off Holy Week since we will be here for part of it. Usually we're gone, but we'll be together for Palm Sunday. Um, and, you know, people will be on their way by the time we reach Holy Thursday. But. Uh, we're excited to provide that opportunity as well. And students really love that. They, th I'm glad that they love getting up at like 3 a.m. and 2 a.m. to sit in the chapel because I am definitely not at that point in yeah, my life. I'm glad the students are taking those overnight time <laughs> slots. Yeah. Well, are, are they getting up or are they just staying up? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. And I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> probably both. We probably have people in both camps. So obviously we have events, but that, it's not just obviously about events and it almost. I mean, there's there's still support through the spiritual life office throughout the next forty day, well, and obviously beyond. But you know, with the, the Lent observance, um, what other ways are you there in terms for kind of supporting the students and actually just the faculty and staff as well? Uh, we've got a number of small groups this year led by different um, staff members within spiritual life. And what are those groups focused on? Is it just kind of um, people being able to kind of just relate to each other and just have somebody that they can kind of bounce, you know, bounce their, 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 their observances over, or is there something more to it? Well, um, we started this to try to increase the sense of community, especially during COVID isolation. Um, so that's the main purpose behind it is getting to know each other in small communities. Um, but each, we have several different themes. So we've got an interfaith and Islam theme, um, LGBT, um, an Enneagram group. A Marian consecration. Right. And then one that focuses on a, a book uh, by an author that just kind of walks people through different spiritual practices. And then we have a women's and men's discernment group as well. So like Hannah said, it, it really the, the hope in that is to cultivate a sense of community and connectedness during this time when people feel so isolated. Um, and obviously we're always available to meet one-on-one -on -one with students either in person or virtually, we recognize that, you know, being in college is stressful as it is. And then you add all of these difficulties with the state of our country and our world and the pandemic. And people just need someone to, to listen to them and be supportive. And we are happy and honored to do that with students on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention that we have outside of Christ the King Chapel right now that hopefully we'll have some more left over by the time this airs, but we've created packets for uh, individuals on campus that kind of help during your Lenten journey. So it has a little Lenten booklet with daily prayer, reflection, um, and then a palm cross, actually. So it's a little wooden cross created from wood from the Holy Land that kind of sits in your palm as you're praying. It's a nice tool, the oils of your hand kind of get into the oils of the wood and finish the cross. Um, it's a really beautiful 
way, I think, a tangible way to feel God's presence, to pray. So we have about 200 kits in both English and Spanish that are available for the Loris community. Okay. Well, and, and taking a step back then uh, outside of Lent, just looking at this, the, the school year in general, but I, even this, this second semester that we're in, what's been the kind of the, the pull for students through the Spiritual Life Office? I mean, are you seeing a little bit more than normal, just, you know, needing that, that, that connectivity or that anchor, just the kind of finding, you know, through their faith and kind of thinking, okay, this is a little bit more, mm-hmm. we're finding a little bit more um, comfort through faith in, in these times. Yeah, I think especially at mass attendance, you know, mm-hmm. I think our office, which is in the Alumni Campus Center, is, was often bustling with students. Uh, we've had to cut back on how many people can actually hang out in that space, unfortunately. But I think particularly in those bigger spaces, like where we see Sunday mass, um, you know, we are definitely at capacity for COVID safety at our Sunday mass. Uh, so, yeah, we, we've had really great participation and engagement across all levels of things that we're offering, I feel like, this year. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it, it definitely is continuing on that trajectory of students who are really desiring to grow and to have uh, relationships that have depth and meaning and go below the surface. Um, so I think that this experience of coronavirus is just increasing that desire to connect on a real personal and deep level. Sure. And so and obviously every student has their own way of finding that connection with some right. being much more active within spiritual life, whether they're through the internships or just kind of being involved with the different activities. And some you said more, it's just through attending mass and kind yep. of finding that that level of comfort yep. where they where they can. Yeah, and you know, one piece that where we have a lot of student engagement that isn't even happening this year really is our service and social justice trips, mm-hmm. our trek trips that mm-hmm. Hannah mentioned, because that's often a great window into getting involved in spiritual life for people who maybe aren't really sure um, if this is something that they're interested in, but really feel called to serve and get excited about these trips that we have across the country and in Mexico. So that is one piece that we're looking forward to starting back up next Definitely. year. Yeah, we had a virtual one with the Kino Border Initiative this winter, um, focusing on humanizing the immigration issue. And we had a great group of students for that, but uh, I know they're all excited to actually go there next year. <laughs> yeah, not quite the same when you're not doing quite, it virtually. Right. As January <laughs> in Iowa, not quite the same as Arizona. Yeah. And <laughs> staring at their computer the way uh-huh. they normally do the rest of the semester. Right. And, yeah. right. All right. Well, is there anything else that kind of stands out for you like, as people are um, beginning their Lenten observance, whether, you know, not being on campus, but something that... Um, that you would say just like as you're as they're moving forward you know through these kind of tumultuous times or kind of uncertain times i guess more than anything that you think you know a a message for them that they would think you know that that a little bit of comfort in terms of moving forward you know i just always come back to helping people remember that they're beloved and that god is always with them even when we feel in our darkest days and feel alone and isolated that God is always there. And hopefully during this time of Lent, I think oftentimes people can get really pulled into very intense practices. And I think those can certainly be helpful at times, but 
I think the invitation is to always see what in my life is keeping me from knowing God and from loving God and loving myself and examining what are those things in your life that you've used to numb yourself instead of go deeper. So whether that be, you know, scrolling through social media for hours or Netflix binging or, you know, getting caught up in drinking or whatever it is that is, uh, the thing that kind of has helped you get through this difficult time, because I think all of us, myself included, can say we've developed maybe some unhealthy habits to cope during this hard time. It's just to think about, okay, what, what is God inviting me to in this Lenten season to, to reconnect with that idea of belovedness and that we're never alone and to work through maybe some of those things that haven't really been helping on that journey. Well, Stacia, Hannah, thank you both so much for coming in and chatting with me and kind of giving us a little look into what uh, what's in store for Lent on the Loras College campus. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks so much, Robert. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Well, thanks again. I'm sure we'll have you back in to talk about other things in spiritual life moving forward. So, Great. so thanks again. And, and thank you to Trent Hanselman, who's our producer, and I put him to work this week, and nobody's going to hear it, which is great. Thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. If you consume your podcasts through iTunes and Spotify, you can find the Duhawk Digest there as well, so check them out. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Duhawks!